Blog Talk Radio. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk there. Alternative Wrestling Radio. Uh, I'm your host, Zombie Matt, and this episode is brought to you by our sponsors, BrownButterWrestling.com. Um, they carry a who's who of uh, independent performers, uh, merchandise. There's uh, T-shirts from from a bunch of different companies, from from Hood Slam to Supreme Pro Wrestling to uh, Sim Bodie to myself. Um, you can also get uh, the new, new, newly released, newly released. Pride shirt that I just released at tinyurl.com backslash A-W-R-T-E-E. This one is kind of special because when my son first started uh, watching pro wrestling and, and he wanted to go to shows and stuff and, and he didn't think he would be accepted. He's an 18-year-old gay male. And he wasn't you know sure he'd be accepted. But you know there are performers out there, Jake Ellis mainly, that made him feel extremely comfortable in his own skin. So this shirt is for you, Tyler. And actually, for you too, Jake, I appreciate it. Um, the T-shirt says Alternative Wrestling Radio, and it is for everyone. is in the uh, the Pride flag, and it has the URL on the bottom. Um, it's just released. Hopefully, I can get it by by uh, Saturday, so I can wear it to the upcoming Brickhouse Pro show in uh, Menlo Park. Uh, also, our other sponsors would be Joseph DeFalco the Third Studios at JD Three Studio on Facebook. Uh, he helped design the Zombie Kid shirt. And then we also have uh, Killjoy Designs on Facebook at Joe Killjoy, Killjoy Designs or on Twitter at Killjoy Designs. He's the uh, Joe's the mastermind and the mad genius behind our Dawn of the Dead. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead uh, T-shirt, which is just freaking awesome with the uh, Lucha mask. Um, but before I get scoot in here... Um, I just have a, a another quick message to Mr. Gus Parsons down there in San Diego. You need to be paying motherfuckers, man. Don't don't get caught walking at any indie show in Southern California, Northern California. You owe people. You better pay. Pay up, homeboy. And if you can't do it, get out. Um, you've been pulling this shit for over 10 years, and, you know, people still accept bookings from you, but this last time it's bullshit because you actually have hurt friends of mine, and, and I don't like it. It's not cool. Um, but I'd like to welcome to the show the man, uh, he's a 40-year veteran uh, from the Sacramento area, the feature, feature attraction, Mr. Scoot Robertson. Scoot, please tell me you have a jacket on or you're in the car with the heat on. Uh, actually, no. I'm uh, sitting in my bedroom on my computer chair, uh, butt naked. Well, there you go. Um, just to let you know, 
as as everybody knows, I wear a silver thong when I do the show. Uh, like Chris Pontius of Jackass, he, he is an inspiration, and I'm gonna I'm gonna live stream the show one day so you guys can actually see it. Um, but my my wife's like, you do it, I'll leave you. So when I'm ready to get divorced, and <laughs> then, then then we'll do it. But and like I said, you've been a veteran for 40 plus years. Um, I mean, that's not far from the truth, is it? Uh, not not too far for the from the truth. I wouldn't say forty years, but uh, pretty close, pretty close. Uh, you know, uh, I I've, I've been dropped on my head once too many times. I've lost count, to be honest. Well, how old were you? Were you what eight? Uh, yeah. So I I, I first started uh, training uh, when I was eight years old up at uh, PCW Pro Championship Wrestling Florida. Well, there you go. Man, eight years old. You put Cowboy Charlie to shame. Actually, he's not Cowboy anymore. He's <laughs> Monster Charlie, whatever the hell you want to call him. Monster Charlie, but, yeah. Now, did you get any, any heat from, from any of the boys, you know, when, when you were doing, you know, any of the stuff, uh, you know, in the ring? or? You know, uh, I wouldn't say I, I really got a lot of heat from the boys. Just uh, uh, there was... A lot of, you know, there's like a handful of guys that kind of tried to protect me from, uh, you know, like the negatives of the business, you know, mm-hmm. when I was kind of, you know, because I grew up in the business basically. So there's there's a handful of guys that tried to protect me from all that stuff. Um, but like in the beginning, like it wasn't nothing like that, you know. I was just kind of the the kid that was around, you know. I guess. Uh, Except when I ran into a uh, uh, dancing Tom Celsius, uh, I had a dark match with him when I was like 14 years old at uh, Supreme Pro Wrestling, and he kicked the living hell out of me, uh, uh, so bad to uh, the point where the boys in the back uh, started uh, started to come out of the locker room uh, just to uh, just to uh, get him get him away from me. Wow, was it just I'm this kid doesn't belong? I'm going to kick his ass or? You know, do you step on his you know, toes to, or, you know? To, to this day, I, I still really don't know, to be honest. Um, you know, I mean, granted, I was horrible, you know, so uh, I'm sure that didn't help. But uh, he he ended up messaging me uh, a couple of years ago and just kind of out of the blue, like, uh, apologizing for that. And I didn't even realize who it was. I had to look up his Facebook profile and all that stuff. Uh, but, um yeah, he, like he didn't really give a reason. He just, you know, just kind of apologized for it. So, how how did the fans take to you? Um, you know, I, I when I first started at PCW, because uh, I, I was so young, they didn't have uh, much for me to do. They didn't want to put me on shows like you know wrestling or nothing. So they put me with. Scotty Aboot, who was, uh, uh, you know, he had, he had to do the Canadian gimmick, and I was his uh, younger brother, uh, uh, Scooter Aboot, uh, and I, I remember when I was when I was a kid, you know, I was eight years old, I would come out and I would be as rude and as mean as I could possibly be, like I was told, uh, you know, so I was flipping people off, I was cursing at them, I was doing all kinds of stuff I probably shouldn't have. And uh, the fans didn't take that so well. Um, but the more I kind of stuck around and uh, stopped, uh, you know, flipping everybody off, uh, you know, they kind of 
I guess, grew a little attached to me, just kind of like, oh, hey, there's there's a kid who's doing this, you know? Hmm. Well, I mean, it, it, it's got to be some some part comedy. I mean, obviously, because it's it's a little kid. It is what it is. You, you have to laugh because the visual thing. But you were you were involved in some serious stuff, too. Um, what, what do you remember as as being, you know, a youngin' as your most serious angle, you know, when you were eight, nine, uh, with uh, Mr. Aboot? Hmm. <clears throat> Probably uh, the, the the first thing that comes to mind is when we uh, formed uh, the Scotty Aboot Camp. And uh, the Scotty Aboot Camp consisted of Scotty, obviously, myself, uh, Candice LeRae, and uh, A.J. Kirsch. Um, that was when he just uh, moved, transitioned from refing to uh, to being an in-ring performer on shows. Uh, and that night, it was Scotty Aboot uh, against uh, uh, old school Oliver John. And I had a spot in that match where I had to, I had to come in and uh, hit Oliver John with uh, with a steel chair with the back. Uh, and then he wouldn't, he'd no-sell it, he'd grab, he'd go to punch me, and then Scotty would come off. But uh, that's that's probably the biggest angle I've ever had uh, at, at that age, anyway. Three letters, MPT. Uh, the Ageless Wonder, he's still going. Um, supposedly retired at Gold Rush, put on a, put on a hood, and became a grappler. Then he took off his mask a couple weeks ago. Uh, the Ageless Wonder. Let's talk about him. Um, he, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he helped with some of your training. And how was he to work with? And you know, as being a boss. So you know, like it. Uh, the way I remember, uh, you know, because I was so young, I was still very much treated like a kid. But I also, I, I didn't have to sit out of really anything because I was young. Uh, so having. Uh, having MPT as my first trainer, um, you know, from what I remember, I I don't remember a whole lot. I just remember, hey, wow, you know, I'm I'm living my dream right now, you know. Uh, but I mean, he, uh, you know, he let me do everything that uh, everyone else, uh, you know, was doing, along with you know, like AJ Kirsch as kind of the, uh, the assistant trainer, Scotty, you know, would come by uh, Schizo. Uh, I don't know if too many people heard of Schizo, and uh, mm-hmm. Oliver John would do that as well. Uh, Oliver John is really the one who, uh, you know, I, I'm eight years old, and he'd hop in the ring and go, all right, kid, give me a powerbomb. Oh, oh, what? Shit. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, give me a powerbomb. So, okay. And, uh, you know, I don't know if he, uh, I don't know if it was that he trusted me to do it or if he was just, uh, uh, you know that crazy. I think it's because he's just that crazy. But um, he he's one of the guys that just didn't hold nothing back. You know, as far as uh, when we were training with him. Well, you you've seen a who's who in Northern California through you know from you know being a fan into into, into the business. Has there been a smoother performer than old school Oliver John? Uh, you know. It, that, that that's a hard one, you know. There, there's a lot of great, you know, performers out there, but Oliver John, he just he was one of those guys that, uh, like, every time I saw him in the ring, I just 
wow, there's a skull in it, you know. Um, and like you said, everything he did was so fluid. It was so, it was so perfect, so well uh, timed, and everything. Um, so that's 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 a tough question. Uh, I wouldn't say there's anyone that I could think of at the top of my head at the moment who would be smoother uh, than what he was. For me, it would be Daniels. Um, yeah. Chris is is it, he moves like water. And right. you know the whole Bruce Lee, you know, like one like water and what it's just so smooth, and you know, it's just effortless. And we are going to see him at the end of March in an APW ring, first time in, geez, twenty years. A long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those were the glory days. Him and him and Mike Modest doing their thing, and you know that was a, that was a glorious time. Ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. Um, right. You know, we were we were lucky to have that here. Um, so, how did you how did you find indies? I mean, everybody finds wrestling on TV or they're watching with grandma or whatever. How did you find the indies? Uh, so, my grandfather uh, took me to a WWE house show uh, at a uh, Arco Arena here in Sac, and um, you know, when I was eight years old, and we were standing there in line, and there's this guy. Uh, Walking around, passing uh, passing out flyers uh, for a free day of a pro wrestling training. Uh, it ended up being AJ Kirsch at the time who was passing out those flyers, and I grabbed one, showed my grandpa, and uh, like, oh my god, this is this is it! You know, I've made it. You know, because I didn't know anything else existed. You know, I thought it was just WWE. Um, so that's uh, that's really how I found it. I ended up driving up to. Uh, uh, well, my grandfather drove me up to Orville uh, the next day and uh, started training right there. Uh, the first day, uh, I walked in. Uh, I had my Undertaker gloves on, my uh, John Cena shirt, my John Cena hat, uh, my Undertaker uh, leather pants, uh, and uh, <laughs> that, was, that was my first day uh, of uh, pro wrestling training. Wow. From a flyer. It's amazing. From a flyer. Yeah. That's amazing. See, I found it. I found APW 97 at uh, through the Observer and, um, you know, the old America Online Grandstand where Roland was, you know, the master. And uh, right. it was, it was a, it was cool to see that, you know, there was, there was stuff other than uh, what was going on at that time? But at that time in '97, we also had the Super Brawls and we had the Rumble in '98. So it was, you know, it was a real hot time for just the business in general. Um, the two big right, companies right. were were blowing up. ECW just came up pay per view. That was completely different. Then we found APW, and then from then, you know, people were talking, and you know, we heard about you know other companies later on, and uh, it, it was just it was a really good time. And then it got kind of quiet, and then. You know, the business does go in waves, and it is a circular business, but now we're actually in the middle of a boom, and it's huge. Um, right. Now, I, I'm mentioning the boom because I'm, I'm going to transition. Um, SPW, you know, lost the, the building, the McMahon building, which they were at forever, and I find it highly ironic it was on McMahon, but that's just hilarious. <laughs> so, and they, they moved up to Elk Grove. Um, yes. What's the difference for you from – all that time he spent in that McMahon building, going over to 
to the new building, the new soccer uh, thing in Elk Grove. You know, I guess the uh, uh, the, the the biggest thing is there at McMahon at, uh, at St. Peter's Hall. Uh, you know, it's just we've been there for so long. Uh, you know, and you know, some people believe in nostalgia, some people don't, but I I definitely do. And it was just it was always cool to walk into that building and be like, wow, we're we're doing this today. You know, and it was one of those things where we we had the building set. Uh, you know, we always had our dates. Uh, you know, so we knew we knew everything that was going to happen. Um, as opposed to moving to Elk Grove, uh, you know, it's a new venue, you know, and, and moving definitely uh, affects the draw a little bit. Uh, so that's that's one of the bigger things. But also just kind of being uh, a little uneasy. You know, we just met uh, the owner for the first time. You know, when we when we did the first show there, and uh, you know, so we weren't as comfortable. You know. Uh, there and we're still not that comfortable uh, at the at the soccer world arena in Elk Grove quite yet uh, that we were uh, at St. Peter's Hall. You know, it's it's there, there's not many buildings in the Sacramento area. That, that's kind of a shame uh, with yeah. the amount of companies that are up there. You you know, it would be nice if we could have a nice venue, but there's just you know, and you you, can, you can't you cannot run. Um, you know, at the uh, the Colonial, you just you just can't do it anymore. It's, you know, yeah. from time to time, yeah, but that building is not not ready or not suitable for a regular promotion. But right. you know, hopefully, you know, you guys find something. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, something works out because I mean, Elk Grove is a trek, bro. You know, it is. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. Not, it's not Orville from where I'm at, but it's it's still a nice little hall. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I haven't been to a Supreme show since 2008. And oh wow! Yeah, that was the the time that uh, Mike Modest his comeback matchup there against their Samurai, where Samurai took two reality checks to get pinned, where Drake Frost <laughs> yeah. missed his cue to run in. So <laughs> that, that was the show, and uh, it was it was quite quite interesting, a different crowd than than from what. You know what I was used to being in front of. Um, right. Well, let's let's talk about the the honor society. Um, you, you know, it's it's Sir Samurai's baby. Um, yeah. Sammy's the best man, and you know he he can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. And he he actually he's <laughs> over with my wife, so he's okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about you getting together with uh, with with Samurai and the rest of the guys. Uh, how did that that kind of come together? So uh, the Honor Society, the, the original idea of it was to put people with Samurai uh, to get them out of their shell so that he can kind of help them and guide them along, you know, uh, to bigger and better things. And, and that's kind of what it has really always been. Like if you look at the uh, the progression from when the Honor Society started, you know, with, with you know, Hayashi and, uh, you know, Thatcher, Frost, you know, Samurai, and that moves on you know, throughout the years with different members, you know, mostly from the SPW Training Academy um, to what is now. You know, I have a student right now who uh, uh, she's just starting to get out there, and uh, in many places she's a part of the Honor Society. Uh, that's, that's really what, uh, 
what it all comes down to. It was just a way to get uh, uh, the newer, greener guys uh, with with somebody who's more uh, more veteran than them, and uh, just kind of help them help them along. And uh, for me, uh, you know, it, it helped a tremendous amount because you know I, I was nothing like what I am now compared to when I first uh, first started, you know. And uh, being in there with, with Samurai a lot really helped me. And even, even to this day, every time I'm in there with him, uh, you know, I learn something new. Um, so that really, really helped me along. It's okay to say your name. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can uh, say it. I mean, she was at the show on, on Friday night with, with Patrick. So, I mean... You know, they came all the way down to to see an APW show, which is pretty cool. It was it was nice seeing Patrick, and you know, the guy's not yeah. even booked, and he's helping clean up. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, putting chairs away, and I mean, that's just you know that that's that's just respecting the business, and you know, it's it's cool that that he did that, and you know, he, he got over with me for that. Um, well, and that's you know that's what you do, you know. I mean, it, it you know some people that there's especially nowadays it seems there's a lot of people that don't really believe in that, but that's how you get your name out there, and that's what makes people want to book you, you know, uh, is you, you show up and you help, because indie wrestling wouldn't survive off of one person running the show. You know, it's multiple people, and all the way down to the people who are just showing up to, you know, do ring crew, hoping to get a chance on the card. You know, and that's that's how I did it. That's how my trainers did it. That's how I teach my students to do it. You know, cause always it, bring it, your gear bag, kid. I always bring your gear bag. You know, I have I have a really funny story uh, about Ring Crew, uh, if you don't mind. Please. So uh, uh, a few years ago, I went to an Evolve tryout in uh, uh, Maryland, and um, it was the first night that Cody Rhodes was on the show. He was in the main event. And uh, did the trial and everything it was great. I ended up staying for the you know the whole show and everything after. And uh, uh, from that tryout camp for the people who actually stayed for the show, I was the only one uh, from the tryout camp that hopped on the ring crew. Uh, Cody Rhodes, who you know five ten minutes later, uh, he just finished his main event match, didn't even change out of his gear. Walks up to me and he's like, hey, hey, well, what do you guys need help with? And hops on ring crew. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as the rest of the uh, the the guys in the, that trout camp saw that, they immediately hopped on ring crew. You know, and that's, it, it, it's one of those stories that I just, it, it still to this day blows my mind, you know, because Cody Rhodes don't have to do that. Didn't have to do that. But he did because he respects the business and he wants to help. And that speaks volumes, you know. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're main eventing or if you're the, you know, curtain jerker. You know, you we get through this together. Yeah, he he did the same thing out here. You know, he had a real yeah. strong match with with uh, Penna, and yeah, I was like, dude, you got chopped on your head. What are you doing? <laughs> it's just it's amazing, and you know, Cody and and the Bucks and. You know they they have so much respect for the business and they're they're keeping and forming relationships, um, yeah. which is you know amazing. And that that's that's the that is what 
older promotions, you know, uh, territorial promotions would do. They would have contacts and they'd be able to send people wherever. And that's a good thing because, uh, you know, sometimes people get stale. And uh, there have been companies in this area that have gotten stale and that are not bringing in different talent. Right. Or there's some that are slow. Um, Out there... Um, with the exception of the Ugly Dojo, because those kids are just amazing, and they're you know they come from wrestling royalty up here. Who yeah. do you see breaking out in NorCal in nineteen nine in two thousand nineteen? You know, see that's that's another hard one because uh, uh, in fact, me and Samurai uh, were talking about this not too long ago. Uh, the past like few years, there was always kind of a, a clear a clear person who would, you know, who would, we would pick, that would be the breakout star. Um, but lately, there, there's not a whole lot that we're seeing from these guys that makes us think that um, they can break out. I'm not saying there's not uh, extremely talented guys out there. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but there's nobody that's really uh, different, I would say. You know, um, mm-hmm. it, it, if I had, if I had the Pick one. Uh, I would probably pick uh, uh, Titus, uh, Ugly Son, um, because he has a lot going for him right now. You know, he's learning from one of the best in the business. He's young. He looks good. Uh, he can already wrestle, a, you know, a decent match. You know, so he. Well, you know what? Him and his brother already had a WWE tryout. So you know what? Right. They're, <laughs> they're one foot ahead of people. And for me, it's it's DJ Fresh. Okay, this I say kid, he's like thirty something, but I'm I'm older. So this kid, I mean, I first saw him in East Bay, right in this little garage. Then I saw him this past Friday, you know, at at the APW show in front of you know a solid six hundred plus people. And he's and I'm all, is this the most people you've ever been in front of? He said, Yep. And the kid delivered, and then some. And that's my pick. He's just blowing up all over. You know, he knows what he wants to do. He knows how to do it, and it's it's amazing. And, um, yeah. you know, the future is bright for him. Uh, I'd like to see him, you know, get out to more places. Uh, you know, he's right. going down south now. Um, that's all I can say. I can't let anything else out of the bag. But hopefully we can see him, you know, up in Oak Grove too. Um, I think you and uh, you and Patrick would uh, would gel with uh, Fresh and his, his tag team partner, uh, Zoe. Yeah. I think it would be fun yeah. stuff. Um, so, you know, the powers that be kind of keep that in mind. You know, they're good, young, <laughs> hungry kids, and they don't have a problem traveling. So, right, right. You know, then and they're they're always there for the fans, and you know, they're they're always respectful. And whether you're right. in the business or you know if you're a podcaster or you know, I mean, the kid has just hit his one year, and when I had him on, I had him on the show earlier this year, and I was just blown away by how how much he had was not been in the business, considering the the head he has on his shoulders, and it's just it, it, it's amazing. And and I'm not going to say it's his training; I think it's just a natural thing, and it's it's something in him. Uh, right. I'm not knocking you know Anton's training or or anything any of that. I'm just saying that this kid has something inside where he's special, and he just needs to get out there. And I'm not saying he's going to be the next Jeff Cobb. I'm just saying this kid needs to, you know, be around and 
Um, right. Absolutely. Take a, take a couple of your stiff chops. Yeah. Okay. So, what are your what are your future plans? What, what do you want to do? I mean, you did the you did the evolve um, seminar tryouts and stuff like that. Uh, are you are you okay being you know in Northern California, or you know did you want to you know maybe branch out, um, you know go on the road? You know, uh, I definitely want to branch out, and I want to uh, – uh, this is what I love to do. If this could be my job, you know, that uh, that would be uh, a dream come true, you know. Um, so I, I definitely – there's still a lot more that I want to do. However, uh, with that being said, you know, it uh, this is just one of those things that it, it just makes me happy, you know. So regardless of if – uh, you know, I ever make enough money to pay all my bills off, off of this or not, um, I'm still going to be doing it for the rest of my life anyway, you know. Uh, and when I can't, you know, physically do it myself no more, I will be training people to do it. You know, it's it's just, uh, like I said, it's it's what really makes me happy. So I, uh, you know, I have no plans to, to go away anytime soon, you know. Um but uh, I, like I said, I if, if this could be my job, uh, that would be a, a dream come true for me, you know. However, however it is that that uh, that comes about. Good. That's, hey, whatever makes you happy. Yeah, you know, I, and that's. I, I was that, talking to Mike Modest, and, and and he, you know, yeah. we we were talking about a career-defining moment as opposed to your WrestleMania moment because not everybody wants to go to WWE. His was in the Tokyo Dome. Right. I mean, yours could be wrestling in the Cow Palace for, you know, for AEW. I'm not saying anything, guys. I'm not confirming or denying anything. But I know a local promoter who has ties, but wait. Just wait. Um, See that stirring the pot. Love it. (laughs) Now... But before we wrap up and go with plugs, I want you to define endure with honor. Uh, endure with honor means that if you ever felt the lowest you've ever felt in your life before, that you've hit rock bottom and there's nothing for you, all you have to do is endure a little bit longer because things will change and they will get better for you. Wow. That's a motivational speech if I ever heard one. Well, Scoot, <laughs> uh, you survived your first uh, your first shot here in Alternative Wrestling Radio. It was my pleasure having you on. Uh, let's talk about oh, what you're doing this coming weekend and uh, how do people get contact you for bookings and uh, merch and all that fun stuff. Yes, sir. So, uh, for this weekend, actually, I am at uh, Jekyll's, uh, his his very first show that he's putting on, as uh, Puppet Master Dojo, and that will be in a San Ramon. And uh, mm-hmm. it is myself and Frost against Jekyll's and Jinx. Ooh, damn it. See, I knew I shouldn't have committed to go to the brick house. Damn it. Well, you know, I committed to Brickhouse first before before I knew 
I was I thought it was going to be an open house for the for the dojo, but damn it. Well, so no. I'll give you uh, I'll give you something to look out for when you go to uh, to the brick house. Um, as far as I know, uh, one of my students, uh, Eliza Hammer, uh, she's supposed to make her debut there against uh, Savoy. Um, oh wow! There you yeah. go. Yeah, so uh, so there you go. Yeah, <laughs> may as well start at the top, right? Hey, mine as well. <laughs> so, how could uh, people go about contacting you about getting booked and and uh, uh, selling your your uh, honor society shirts? Actually, is that a four way uh, cut? Uh, that is not a four way cut. <laughs> uh, we okay. go based on who uh, who uh, uh, makes the shirts, who pays up front for those shirts. Oh, okay. Um, I do have my own, uh, my my personal own uh, merchandise too. So, be on the lookout for that. Plug away, buddy. Um, so, uh, you can find um, my merchandise at any show that I am at, along with the uh, Honor Society uh, merch as well. Um, if you want to contact me to book me, uh, you can contact me here on Facebook. That's cool. I also have a like page at Scoop Robertson. Um, or you can contact me at my email, joshua.robertson41592 at gmail.com. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That's a good interview, kids. It's about time having you on. Hey, it's been, I, I, I've been I wanting to have you guys on. You know? It's yeah. just uh, so many different things going on, and different companies want to have stuff done, and 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 you know, I mean, I don't, I don't take payola, so it's just kind of a first come first serve. But um, I figured it was time to get, you know, get some honor on my show. Absolutely, so, I appreciate it. But once again, Scoot, it was fun having you on, and hopefully, I will see you sometime down the road. Maybe uh, you'll be coming down for APW on the 30th of March. I probably would. Just saying, because you got to see yeah, the scum yeah, teaming with. Teaming with Jacob against the SCU. I mean, that's going to be I, a, right. That that's kind of a, a you know a not to miss show right there. Yeah. Well, I just have the never mind. I just have the feeling <laughs> the Bucks are going to show up and super kick the yeah. scum. I just have the feeling. But ah, that's not okay. Okay. that's not a rumor. That's not truth. That's nothing. It's just a gut feeling. But gut I got to let you go so we can play a commercial and we can get Pat to call in. Yes, sir. I appreciate it so much. All right, brother. Have a good one. Okay, that was Scoot Robertson. And it was great having him on. Man, he started at eight years old. I mean, I don't know what I would have done if... I don't know. Just I, I just... I didn't approve when I first saw uh, Charlie doing his thing in Gold Rush. Um, but... We're waiting for uh, Patrick Fitzpatrick to call in here. Let's uh, play a little commercial. It's the Brown Budsy, the lovesy dovesy, one and only Brown Butter. Matt the Man Man sliding me 20 seconds here to let you know all the sorcery that Brown Butter Wrestling is conjuring up. And it simply cannot be done because everything doesn't fit into 20 seconds. And you already know that Brown Butter makes everything better. We make merch for pro wrestlers and promoters who care about the quality of the goods they're selling their fans. For the love of the sport of stories that is pro wrestling. 
Wrestling. We sell that merch and more on brownbutterwrestling.com. Coming later this month to your screens, we're producing Shows Over with AJ Kirsch, a weekly pro wrestling comedy news show with videos submitted by you, the fans. That might be enough for some, but this is brown butter, and it gets even better, cupcakes, so stay tuned. So says the brown budsy. So says brown butter. I love Corey it's Brown. The Brown Budsy, the love. Uh, see, I loved him so much. I was going to play the commercial again. Well, you can get our T-shirts. We have three of them up there. We have the Zombie Kid up there at uh, it would be tinyurl.com backslash a w r t e e. Uh, we have the uh, Dawn of the Dead uh, takeoff for uh, a w r as well as our new Pride shirt that was just released. That you know, I've, I've dedicated to my to my son Tyler. And uh, also Jake Alice for the help that he's uh, he's done with me and my son. But I would like to welcome to the show the man with the sexiest mustache in all of Northern California. Not just indies, not just wrestling, but in Northern California in general. Um, you can screw off AC. You ain't shit compared to this man, Patrick Fitzpatrick. <laughs> welcome to the show, my brother. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm freezing my nuts off. <laughs> as am I, as am I. I should probably put on some pants, but, <laughs> you know, I do do my podcast in the silver thong. I am a Chris Pontius uh, disciple, so I do dance around and bother my wife. So, hey, no judgment but, here. Hey, now, the the first question, it's the burning question, Jim Brakes or Johnny Saint? Ooh. See, I knew this question was coming, so I had I did have some time to think about it, and it is a very tough question. But uh, Johnny Saint is, I think, one of the smoothest guys I've ever seen in the ring. So I've, I've got to go with, with Johnny Saint on that one. Breaks was more, had a little more anger where he wanted Definitely. to try to hurt you. A lot of Tim Thatcher. Um, yeah, yes. It, I, I, I would love to have seen you know Thatcher on World of Sport back in the day. Oh, I think he would have been perfect. Yeah, I believe all the uh, joint manipulation stuff started with Jim Brakes. Yes, sir. Now we have Party Marty doing it, or yes. the villain, whatever you want to call him. You know, and then Mr. Dunn doing it on NXT TV. So, how did you find the business? I mean, we we, we everybody was a fan. They turned on a TV, but where did you find indies? Well, uh. You know, I had known that independence existed just from being a uh, a dumb little smart mark as I as I got older, you know, and uh, and obviously I'd wanted to be a wrestler for basically my whole life, but I didn't think it was, you know, a realistic thing to that I could do. So uh, one day, you know, just while trying to live a quote unquote normal life, I I googled, you know, wrestling school Sacramento, just completely out of the blue, and I'd found you know, the SVW Training Academy. And uh, as they say, I guess the rest is history. Now, who was your actual in-ring trainer at that time? Uh, for the for the first year of my training, uh, CJ Kurz was my primary trainer. Very underrated performer, by the way. 100%. Very totally underrated. Agree. Uh, it's kind of a shame that he, he didn't come along later. Uh, I think that 
if he were doing this full time now, he would be, you know, all around. He would be, you know, working, uh, you know, down south for bar wrestling. I think that he would be up for mm-hmm. Defy. He's got that kind of talent, and the 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 whole, um, he just looks like he'd hurt you. <laughs> Definitely. You know, he just looks like he'd hurt you, and we we don't have too many people that are intimidating like that. I mean, you have Kratos, which has got the size. He's just so much bigger, and you know he's going to throw a motherfucker from corner to corner. But there's just not many people that just kind of scare you, and and he he's one of them. And he's he's you know there's really not much to him. You know he, he's he's not large. He, he's definitely a right. a junior heavyweight. I won't use the term cruiserweight. I hate it. He's a junior heavyweight. <laughs> Uh, but so after after your year with uh, with CJ, uh, who who did you continue training with up there? Well, after after CJ had a uh, quote unquote retired <laughs> from the business as much as retirements in wrestling do, uh, Jeff Cobb was the uh, was a primary trainer from that from that point on. That guy's a beast. Definitely. I am so happy. Well, actually, I, it's bittersweet that he's off making money. He's off on TV. He's having matches with, with uh, I don't want to say higher caliber talent because, you know, we have the cream of the crop here. But he's, he's sure, wrestling with, with different talent. Uh, he's going to blow up in New Japan. I give it two years till he has the IWGP title. And, I, you know, mm-hmm. it's a shame we don't get to see him anymore. But he, he kind of did everything he could do. And Definitely. you were there for the, the, uh, the series he had with Adam Thornstone. Um, yes. Those are on YouTube. Anybody out there listening, you need to look up SPW Adam Thornstow versus Jeff Cobb. Their three match series was, I think it was maybe four, but really good stuff. Just high end yep. pro wrestling. Um, talk about being, you know, in the business and then watching a series like that. Uh, you know, it's funny. You know, watching. Uh... Being in the business, you get to watch a lot of matches, you know, going to shows every weekend. But watching two guys like that share the ring together for, you know, 20-odd minutes, whatever it was, it just makes you realize that, wow, they are on a whole nother level than anybody else that is around right now, you know? I have to say, it was cool looking over to my left Friday night and watching you mark out as a fan in the stands. <laughs> that was really uh-huh. cool, and you know it's okay to be a fan. You know some of the some of the performers are you know they don't get loud. They don't you know they just sit there or grumble or or you know be being negative nillies. But um, it seemed that you were having a good time. Uh, you had uh, one of one of your students with you, who I yes. think is booked Saturday night against Miss Savoy, which you know like I told Scoot, you know why not start at the top. Uh, you know, Definitely. you're gonna go for anybody. Go for the top dog. No, you're, I'm not calling you a dog, there, Nicole. She'll stretch <laughs> me. But I mean, you t- stop at the top, you know, and that, that's that's cool for her. Um, but we'll we'll run down what you're doing during the weekend. But uh, it, it, I I find it cool because at the last West Coast Pro Wrestling show in here, South City, <clears throat> Amish was there as a fan, and Amish is mm-hmm. a great guy, you know, and just. Sitting next to him, he's he's sitting there freaking out, watching all the stuff. I know he's hurt, and I know he misses it, but it's cool to just see him be a fan. And it, it's it reminds me of why I love the business, where you know we're all a bunch of goofs 
you know, we're, we're geeks one way or the other, you know, whether, you know, whether it's comic books or, or wrestling or whatever. Um, but what I was, what I was going to get to was, uh, what, what do you do when you're not watching wrestling? What, 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 what do you geek out to? Are you a Star Wars geek? Are you a comic book guy? Uh, anime? Porn? <laughs> no uh, judgment here, bro. Hey, you know, we're, we're, in, we're all into what we're into, you know. But uh, if I were to, to pick one thing above all the others, I'm a, I'm a comic book guy for sure. Do you see a Marvel? I'm, you know, this is a... This is an unpopular opinion, but I'm more of a DC guy. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah. since you're a DC guy, I'm going to ask the burning question. Um, do you think that they've screwed up the DC universe? Yeah. Movie-wise. <laughs> un- un- unceremoniously screwed up the entire universe. and But they've got, you know, if they want to, they've got a good foundation with uh, with Wonder Woman. Aquaman did really well. I think Shazam will be okay, and you know, who knows where they'll go from there. But uh, I think they got. I'm a little worried. Foundations going. Shazam has got me a little worried that they're going to rely a little too much on comedy, and I, yeah. I don't know. I just, but we'll see. Plus, I never liked Shazam. I've always been a Batman guy, but I've always been a Dark Knight guy. But you know, it is what it is. And and I did enjoy the Wonder Woman uh, film. And uh, Aquaman, of course, when I could get my wife to be quiet and stop drooling. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, wait, you know what, though? The guy is really, really handsome. You've got to give it to him. Plus, he's got Lisa he's freaking Bonet. I mean, he's got Lisa Bonet. I mean, how, how many men okay. out there can literally say, I am married to my childhood crush? Just one. Many. There you go. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> so now that. You know, you've been in the business how long? Uh, this May will be my five-year anniversary of when I first started my training. Okay, so that would be about, what, three and a half years-ish wrestling? Uh, so? Almost almost four, actually. Jeez, four? Really? Wow. Yeah. Really? I, I, well, what's – I know this is a stupid question. What's your favorite match that you've been in? Uh, I would have to say when I went one on one with uh, with Timothy Thatcher at SPW. Is it on YouTube? I believe it's on YouTube. I might have to check. Well, you get to do it before I do. I have Kikyo in the main event, so you know. <laughs> right. Got to put her on top because she will kick my ass too. So. Oh, definitely. That and she pulled the veteran card. But <laughs> just saying. Actually, there's no such thing as a veteran card. But that was a, a whole different discussion on Facebook this week. But, <laughs> so how did you how did you get hooked up with with Samurai? I mean, what was the what was the angle that got you involved with the with the Honor Society? Um, well, the more, the more kind of sprung out of real life, you know, because uh, you know, start obviously starting with SPW, you know, Samurai was one of the trainers, and he's around all the time, and you know, just tra- you know, hooking up with the uh, with him and Frost and Scoot to travel to shows, you know, as a 
as a young boy in the business and just, uh, you know, friendship brewed from there. And then it got to the point where we were always traveling together. And then we figured, well, might as well do this on the shows since we're together in real life all the time anyway. I'd love to see you guys have like a tag title and use the Freebird rule. Any of the four. Mm-hmm. I think yep. that would be pretty neat. Yep. I've always been a fan of the, the Freebird rule. Just because yeah, you never life. know who you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Just, but that's actually the strength of your of your stable is that you have everything. You yes. know, and that that that's what makes it cool. And any combination, you know, is you know it's good. And I mean, even if you guys are wrestling against each other, it's still, you know, it's still good stuff regardless. And that Definitely. that is actually something good to have in your in your back pocket. You know because. You know, you guys could all get booked together against or or whatever, and you know, ride in the same car, and you know, it's uh, it's a plus for people that you know are booking talent, you know, especially outside the area, which is the whole point of having you guys on this show is to get your your name out, and um, right, you know, to, to spread the love, you know, and right. I I ask people to come on because I'm selective with who, who I put on. And it's mm-hmm. because I enjoy what I see, so I want to, you know, put you over and and and, and make you blush and whatever on the other side of a telephone. <laughs> well, it's all about getting booked, and it's all about selling shirts, and you know, and and you know, having fun, and that that's what it's about. And when it stops being fun, I'm going to stop doing this, and I'm pretty sure you're going to do the same. Um, sure, yeah. I, I'm going to ask you the same thing I saw. I asked Scoot. Uh, what do you see? What What is your your future look? What what are, we, what are your future goals? Do you Do you want to you know stay here in, in Northern California? Do you want to try to work uh, you know some of the larger name indies? Do you want to go to WWE, New Japan, uh, you know DDT? You know you want to go play with uh, Dino and his weenie? I mean, what what, what do you <laughs> want to do in in your career? Well, I try to take things you know step by step in my in my career. So. I figured that my 2019 goal is to have a a booked singles match at APW. They are the they are the big show in in Northern California. You know, getting in with them, I feel like would do good things for my overall career. So to have a you know, match graphic and everything, have a booked singles match at APW is my goal for the year 2019. Uh, after that, you know, we'll see where it takes me. I did a uh, last December. I did a uh, a tryout camp at the New Japan Dojo in Los Angeles. I'd love to go back. I feel like I learned a lot. I feel like I can do a lot better next time around. You know, maybe I'll attend another one of their camps. I'd love to. You know, maybe that'll take me somewhere. Who knows? You know, I just try to take things uh, step by step. How was Shibata as a trainer and a host? Uh, Shibata was amazing as a trainer. Uh, he, uh, for having very limited English, he was able to get his his points across very well, you know. And I, I was able to, you know, personally learn a lot from uh, from Mr. Shibata in those five days. Now, who was actually in the ring doing things with you? The uh, the young lions at the uh, at the New Japan Dojo did the bulk of the in ring work. So, uh, you know, former NorCal's own Carl Fredericks as well as uh, Clark Connors and Alex Coughlin. You know, obviously shout out to them for helping me through those through those five days. But yeah, they uh they did the bulk of the uh 
in-ring stuff at the at the dojo. It must have been, you know, kind of reassuring to see Carl there. You know, yeah, kind of helped with the butterflies. Cool. You know, and yeah. they're you know they're doing their thing now. You know, they, they've they've cut a lot of flack because there aren't any Japanese on the on the uh, current New Japan tour of the states. But hey, you know what? That's not their fault. That's Donald Trump's no, fault. Definitely not. You can't get visa. <laughs> right. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they they put on the best shows that they can with who they have. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. we we had Brody King and and Jeff Cobb main event a show that works for me. I can't wait for, to see that match. Um, oh, for sure. So, you know, speaking of Southern California, uh, other than going down for for the uh, the dojo training, uh, did you have you ever worked any shows down south? Have you gotten booked for uh, like AWS or well, AWS is really tough to get into. Um, right. It's like, jeez, uh, who else has done there? Well, I mean, there's stuff in San Diego. There's uh, there's uh, the the Inoki Dojo, which is I- I'm surprised you guys haven't gone down for the Inoki Dojo yet. Uh, they're kind of big on tag teams. Um, have you gone down south yet? Uh, to this point, I've had one match in Los Angeles in my career. That was for Lucha Pro just last year. Me and Samurai uh, defended uh, our set of tag team champions, championships there. But uh, other than that, you know, nothing else. I would absolutely love to uh, to go down there more. There's there's a lot of good companies down there. A really a uh, really good scene. I'd love to get my name out there. Well, just keep doing your thing and keep posting, you know, links on Facebook. People see it, and that's yeah. you know that that's your generation are lucky that you have YouTube. You know, right. uh, there was a time where you had to send tapes with you know eight by tens. Hey, stop it, you mean little bitch! <laughs> oh, my my little chihuahua's messing with my chewini. So it's just a little dogfight here. She thinks she's freaking 180 pounds, but she's all of seven. Stop it. Oh, sure. Jeez. A little meanie here. <clears throat> I'm sorry about sorry about that, Pat. I'm just trying to stop a dogfight here <laughs> on the couch. Well, speaking of, of, of dogs, I'm going to ask you the question that my wife wants me to ask every guest. I forgot to ask Scoot. Um, what kind of animals do you own? Uh, we actually have a uh, a Chewini of ourselves. Oh, tremendous! Love <laughs> Chewinis. Such a great breed. Right. Oh, tremendous! You got to post pictures on Facebook of your dog, man, so my wife can go nuts. <laughs> she she goes yeah. through she goes through my through through my friends friend lists and stuff, and as she looks at people's animals and stuff, I'm like, you know, what? you're creeping on people's animals. It could be worse. She could be creeping on my friends. But you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh. All right. So let's uh, let's talk about tag team wrestling. Um, okay. Do Do you prefer res- uh, working in a tag or singles? Uh, if I had to pick one, I would say I I prefer tag team wrestling. I think uh, more interesting and better stories can be told. In the in the tag format, there's more there's more bodies doing more things, as it were. But uh, I feel like you know it's easy to tell that classic story of the uh, you know the, uh, the the Ricky Morton you know getting his ass kicked, you know trying to get his friend to come in and help him. You know that's a that's a classic story anyone can you know, even even the layman can understand. 
you know, really the crowd can really get invested when a when a good tag story is done correctly. We 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 are blessed to have the tag teams that we have up here. Uh, with anyone in your stable, we have the scum, obviously, who are at the top mm-hmm. of the food chain, and they worked damn hard to get there, and they're not giving right. giving up that spot for anybody. Um, <laughs> you know, we 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 have uh, the stoners who are just on a completely different level too. Um, and then the ugly dojo. I mean, uh, ugly's kids are are amazing. Uh, talk about naturals. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, right? They're doing their thing um you know we're we're in a renaissance i mean we did lose the classic connection because buddy you know went south but you know i kind of feel bad for levi because i really don't see levi doing anything as a singles Uh, i just Mm -hmm. i just don't i would actually like to see you and levi hook up as a team uh uh, logistically i don't think it would work obviously but i think you know that would be kind of cool um yeah do do you see you know you're around the training. You're you're around at shows at Supreme, and different places. Do you see any tag teams that you know that could move up to that next level? Uh, you know, it's hard to say right now. You know, in the in the on the independent scene, a lot of guys just kind of get mishmashed together. You know, a lot of people want to be a solo star. So no one's really committed to the tag team wrestling lifestyle other than, you know, the guys at the top of the heap, like the, the twins and the scum. So uh, I'm not sure if there are any others out right now that can really break through to, to their level. Well, you've, you've been in a bunch of different venues in Northern California. What is your favorite venue to wrestle in? My favorite venue uh, by far, is the Phoenix Theater in Petaluma. No seats. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is that is correct. That is a that is an unfortunate drawback from a fan's point of view. But as a as a performer, it is a very unique venue. You know the uh, big theater, graffiti on the walls everywhere. You know, stage goes right to the ring. It's a really Really unique and cool venue. I'm a, I'm a very big fan of uh, alternative venues like that. Yeah, I saw Mick Foley's stand-up show there, and I, oh, I told yeah. my wife, I'm I'm like, oh, this venue is great. Love to have a sh- see a show here. And then Phoenix mm-hmm. pops up, and it's yeah. on a Friday. They run Friday nights. It's it's really tough for me to get there from San Bruno, and get back in oh, time gotcha. to get you know a decent amount of rest to work on Saturday morning. It, you know, <laughs> kind of stinks, but. You know, it is a hell of a venue. And uh, mm-hmm. well, what do you think of the Pacheco Square Gardens? Uh, Pacheco Square Gardens for uh, East Bay Pro and other companies that have run there. I feel like it's not a it's not a bad little venue. I think it works for them. Uh, however, I think it has a uh, it has a ceiling. You know what I mean? There's only there's only so big and far you can get in running shows out of a garage, out of a, out of a garage warehouse. You know, to a to some people not in the know, they might think it looks pretty low rent, and that might turn them away. You know, which is uh, unfortunate. You know, without even 
knowing what goes on inside, but uh, uh, perception is, is reality, I feel like, in that sense. I get a warm, fuzzy feeling when I pull up to the venue. It reminds me of the APW hmm. garage back in the day. And it's uh, it's it's a cool little venue. It's not the yeah. gold mine, but it's a cool little venue. Right. Uh, well, what do you think of the gold mine? You've, you've performed there multiple times. You've been there for the Hall of Fame. Uh, what do you think of that yes. venue? I I very much like the gold mine. You know, working on shows there, they've uh, they've done a great job making it their own, which is I think the uh, the dream of any any promoter who runs a company. They want their venue to be their own. You know, they've done a great job. You know, painting the walls, having the uh, the championship title designs, and having the draw bridge. You know, they've done a really good job making that a unique, fun venue that is uniquely Gold Rush. It is definitely uniquely Gold Rush. That is for sure. Yes. Okay, let's see here. All right, let's go. All right. So, say I were to book a show in the Gold okay. and okay. I could say I would book you and give you – and you could choose your opponent from Northern California. Who would it be? Okay. CJ Kurz as we talked about earlier. He would be my choice. Man, I'd have to really pay him to come out. Actually, he's booked <laughs> for Ugly Show. So yes, he is. You know, that, that, that's good to see another show that I won't be able to attend, and hopefully it's filmed and get to see it. Uh, All right. It's kind of tough being no, down think... here. and that is what it is. Yeah. So... What what did you think of the crowd Friday night? You know, just sitting there watching, you know, APW, which is a completely different product than any, anything we have up here. They they're kind of yeah. on their own. Um, mm-hmm. what, how how did it make you feel sitting in the crowd watching that show? Uh, just the the sheer mass of people made me feel like, you know, well, I believe, like I mentioned earlier, this is the big time as far as indies go in, in Northern California. You know. Like I think you, you were talking to Scoot about upwards of five, six hundred people packed into that building, you know, made made it seem like a big deal. Yeah, they're they're doing something right, and the next show is going right. to be even bigger. They're gonna we're gonna have to kayfabe the fire marshal. So, <laughs> this is, I mean, there are people coming from all over Southern California, Washington, uh, Nevada. There are people coming to that show. Because, yeah. you know, when SCU's booked, things happen. That's just what it is. And, you know, it's it's a glorious time to be an independent pro wrestler. Um, you know, because there are new companies springing up, you know, both large and small. There's all kinds of different uh, things to be done. And um, So what do you have coming up this weekend? Uh, this weekend on Thursday, myself... Samurai and Eliza Hammer will be for uh, at wrestling for charity at the El Toro Nightclub in San Francisco. We will be wrestling uh, Too Fresh, his partner Alpha Zoe, and Lisa Lace in a six-person tag team match. And on Saturday, I will be at the Puppet Masters Dojo in San Ramon. And I am unclear what I'll be doing on that show, but I will be wrestling there as well. I'm going to be on the other side of the bay watching uh, Miss Hammer do her thing. So I, I already committed to going to to uh, Brickhouse 
um, just because I flaked on the last couple shows and I just I kind of got to okay. go. Uh, wife's gonna yeah. be in Disneyland, so I can I can you know I can go out and you know be be a fan and not have to worry about coming home at a decent hour. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. But well, Pat, it was nice having you on. It was it was an interesting discussion. Um, you know, my my ADD goes pops out when I'm on the air. You know, I don't go with the script or format. I just whatever comes to my head, I I, I go for. Um, but it was a short sure. discussion. Uh, let's uh, let's get out some plugs. People want to book you or you know have you on an actual formatted podcast or you know maybe sell <laughs> some merch or something. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Pat Fitz Pat ninety one. That is P A T F I T Z P A T nine one. On Facebook, at my, under my name, Patrick Fitzpatrick. And uh, if you want to book me, hit me up through there. Yes, you guys have a have a have a match in the match in a car, per se. Um, book one, book all. Um, you know, like Sparky Ballard has the wrestling show in a box. You guys have a tag team match in a box. But you know, and you can even uh, bring along Miss Hammer to be the ref. Right. And I believe that very tight team match will be happening at the end of March. At? Uh, Central Valley Pro Wrestling on March 30th. Oh, debut show. Ah. Yes. Okay, so that's where you guys will be on that day. Well? Yes. Well, that's good that, you know, there are, there are people that are, you know, running multiple multiple shows on that date. You know, mm-hmm. it's amazing considering the boom that we're in. Right. You know, it, it's astonishes me and it's 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 amazing. And I mean, back, you know, in the 90s, we were just we were happy to get, you know, a show a month. Sure. You know, that that's unless you wanted to go to Kirk White, but we but no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. I'm not yeah, I'm not going to bury the guy. He buries himself. <laughs> But Pat, it was nice having you on. Uh hopefully we can um mm-hmm. maybe do kind of a round table with you know, with all four of you guys. Um actually I sure. just need to have Frost on to hit the grand slam of, of uh of uh the honor society. And before I let you go, I'm gonna ask you the same question I asked Scoot. Please define okay. endure with honor. Uh, endure with honor to me just means uh you know, keeping your head held high. You know, keeping uh, you know, keeping your uh, mouth closed, ears open, and through all adversity, and keep that held head, head held high. Well, there you go, kids. It means something different for other people, but you know what? It just means carry on. Just yep. carry on and do the right thing. And that's what it is to me. You know, treat people the right way, respect everyone, but. Pat, it was nice having you on. Hopefully, you know, I'll I'll bump into you uh at a show sometime soon and uh have a very nice weekend yes. and uh watch your back, man. Those uh those guys that uh wrestling for charity, you know, that the defreshing that Zoe guy, they're they're pretty pretty rugged team for, for being so young. I, I'm not gonna say green. I'm not gonna say so young in the business. They're they're Amazing, and I, I can't wait to see you know what you guys can do with those with those three. Uh, but like I said, have a nice week. Uh, be safe and, and take care of yourself. Thank you, sir. 
All right. It was my pleasure having you on, Pat. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. Okay. That was Patrick Fitzpatrick of the Honor Society. We're waiting for uh, Miss Kiki to call in. Um, we've got it's 808, and she doesn't seem to be on the Facebook gimmick. But let's see here. Hmm. Let us look and see. Is she in the queue? She's not in the queue. Well, let's. Uh, well, let's uh, let's talk about this past. Uh, no, you know what? Let's not talk about this past. Let's talk about uncensored. Uh, coming up March 30th at uh, in Daly City Pacelli Gym. Uh, that would be tinyurl.com backslash apw uncensored. That'll bring you to the Eventbrite page. Uh, they've only announced one match so far, and it's a barn burner. It's an all-star match. It's uh, Universal Heavyweight Champion, Jacob Fatu, teaming with Universal Tag Team Champions, the Reno Scum, to take on the SCU, SoCal Uncensored of Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, and Christopher Daniels. Um, this match is going to be a fucking barn burner, and it's going to be really, really good. Uh, I I highly suggest buying tickets. This will sell out. This show will sell out. You need to buy your tickets. They are on sale currently. They're on special until February 10th at 6 p.m. Uh, front row uh, sold out. Uh, rows 2 through 5, $35 plus uh, Eventbrite fees and general admission. Bleacher seats are $25 plus Eventbrite fees, you need to buy tickets to this show. You need to come to this show. People are traveling from all over, Southern California, Arizona, Nevada, Washington, to go to this show. You need to go to this show. Uh, Let's see what else is coming up here. Let's get some events here. Let's pull it up on the Facebook gimmick here. I have some events here coming up. Okay, you can... uh, you can get the newest alternative wrestling radio T-shirt at AWR or at tinyurl.com backslash AWR T-E-E. And let's pull this up here so I can let you guys know what's going on this weekend. All right. Wow. Huh. Oh, that's going to work. All right. On Thursday, like Pat said, the San Francisco Slam 8, Beautiful Destruction, uh, which is wrestling for charity. That's at the El Toro nightclub in, in San Francisco. Uh, you can get info with that for that at Wrestling for Charity on Facebook. Um, on the 9th, we have two shows. We have East Bay Pro, uh, hashtag Bird Box. We have, uh, we have Daniel Torch taking on Rick Luxury in a Bird Box match with a blindfold. I don't know why Rick would need to wear a blindfold, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, much love, Rick. Uh, yeah, that's going on at uh, East Bay Pro up there in Pacheco at the Pacheco Square Garden. Uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, all right, coming. And then uh, we also have Monsters, Inc., which is taking place in Menlo Park. It's not an EPA. It's in Menlo Park. Uh, you can get information for that at, uh, let me see, that would be Monsters, Inc. on Facebook. We have Caljack. We have... Hobbs, we have Sioni uh, Finau. Uh, we have a bunch of guys on that show. There's a ladies' match with Nicole Savoy against Miss Hammer, which should be a pretty good match. Um, Eliza's coming along pretty good. 
um, for being, you know, in as as little time as she has. She's uh, she's coming on strong. She's uh, got the the uh, honor society training her, so she's doing pretty well. Let's uh, let's pull up some more dates here. All right, we have. Uh, we have on February 21st, Thursday, Stoner U. The Cuzzies are doing their thing again. Crazy, sexy, stoned wrestling show. That would be at the Victory. Uh, you can get info for that at Stoner U on Facebook. Uh, February 23rd, Pro Wrestling Revolution in San Jose. Uh, that's a stacked show. Um, too many guys to go through. Uh, you can get info at find the Pro Wrestling Revolution on Facebook. Gabe puts on a hell of a product. It's different. It, it's lucha, kind of lucha, but there's indie guys. It's completely different from from anything that that we see. And that's a good thing. Uh, also, we have San Cal Pro on Sunday, the 24th, at the Graduate in San Luis Obispo. Um, you can get info at San Cal Pro Wrestling on Facebook. And March 1st, uh, we have West Coast Pro Wrestling. They will be back at 305 Baden Avenue. What's the name of the venue? I forget the name. Oh, man. Oh, the stateroom. That's a hell of a venue. Uh, Scott, i got to give you credit for uh, getting a, one heck of a venue there. And they'll be there March 1st with their title tournament. Uh, it's a pretty stacked card, too. Um, you can get information. You can find West Coast Pro Wrestling on Facebook. Uh, and our next show will be a West Coast Pro Wrestling uh, focus show. So we will run down uh, card the card with Scott Brigante, the owner, and we'll have uh, certain performers on that show. Uh, and then we have March 9th, Pro Wrestling Revolution at John O'Connell in the city. This is an insane show. Uh, Juno Akiyama from All Japan Pro Wrestling is booked. We have Super Crazy taking on his, his generational rival, Tajiri, uh, just announced. Tetsuhori Shibata of New Japan Pro Wrestling and the New Japan Dojo down south will be there for the meet and greet. Uh, you need to go out, go to this show. This show is going to be off the hook. Uh, it's going to be really, really crazy. Uh, John O'Connell is such a hot venue in the middle of the Mission District. It's so much fun. And if you're on the other side of the bay, you can go to, uh, what do we got? Looks like it would be Ace, uh, Derevko's company. Up there, they're having a show at the Pacheco Gardens in Pacheco. Mike Matthews defends against Levi Shapiro. Then coming up the on March 15th, the Stoner U once again presents In Sync, the wrestling show, and that will be. Wait a minute. That no, how does that work? No, that's that's going to be Hood Slam. Oh, that that's Hood Slam. Okay, the 15th. That's a Friday. Yeah. Well, we have Hood Slam each Friday as well. Oh boy, I'm I'm blowing up here. But we're gonna finish up with uh, March 30th. Well, I started with March 30th, but you know, just go out and support your indies. Uh, looks like uh, Kikyo is not gonna be able to make it here. Uh, I don't have a message from her, so uh, we'll just wrap up here. Um, I'd like to thank Patrick Fitzpatrick for uh, coming on. Uh, it was a very nice discussion, and uh, Scoot. I want to say, call him Scoot Andrews, <laughs> the Black Nature Boy, but <laughs> Scoot Robertson. It was good having these guys on, uh, these honorable gentlemen, if you will. Um, it was nice having them on. So let's uh, let's run down some plugs here. 
Let's uh, thank the sponsors, brownbutterwrestling.com and Joseph DeFalco, the third studios, at JD3Studio on Facebook, and Killjoy Designs, at Joe Killjoy Designs on Facebook, or on Twitter, at Killjoy Designs. You can get our show archives, tinyurl.com, backslash, altwradio, and tinyurl.com, backslash, A-W-R-T-E-E, for... Alternative Wrestling Radio t-shirts. There's three of them up there. There's the, the Zombie Kid. There's the Dawn of the Dead homage. And then there's the the Pride shirt, which is uh, dedicated to my son. And a little thank you to Jake Atlas. So, let's wrap it up. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. You're a zombie. You're a zombie. Monster.